If you want to turn in your Bibles to the book of Mark, we are going through a little mini-series. Brian Zerker, who's the president of our Board of Deacons, suggested we do this little mini-series before Seth begins what God's put on his heart. And this is a... Is it in the way? Yeah? Okay. We'll fix it later. Um, we're going through this study here on discipleship, and we're using a little short verse to, to give us our theme. As you look at Mark 1, I, I sort of feel like John the Baptist up here. I'm preparing the way for somebody greater <laughs> who's going to come and share. Um, those of you who are visiting... Please note, I am not a regular pastor here. Um, I'm just one of the deacons and uh, willing to share some from the scripture. And we're all looking forward to Seth being uh, our full-time pastor and uh, teaching us. And, and so we're looking forward to that. So please bear with me as uh, um, we look at Mark here. Hopefully I won't ramble too much like I did last time. I was told to keep my message shorter. So I have a, a clock down here, and, and my daughter even said she'd walk out if, that, that, that's my sign. <laughs> okay, let's pray before we look into the word. <clears throat> Dear God, we're so thankful that you are a sovereign God. We are thankful that you have a plan for each one of us and for our lives. And we're thankful most of all that that plan included Jesus coming to this earth and dying on the cross so that our relationship could be restored because you made us to be with you and to have a relationship with you. But it was our sin that broke that relationship. And the penalty for that is, is death. And the shedding of blood is necessary. So Jesus, we thank you for what you did on that cross. As we look at what you uh, commanded us to do today, Lord, may you uh, encourage us to follow you. May you use... Uh, these words are going to be shared today to let people know more about who you are. And it's in that name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So let's do a little bit of review here. Uh, Philippi Matthias and Delton shared with you a little bit about this passage in Mark. And uh, what's interesting is that all three of us actually belong to the same mission board, BEA Ministries. And so you're getting a little taste of, of missionaries uh, sharing here. But Philippi started out and he gave us a breakdown of what Mark is and who Mark is. And this is a, a, a book that's written by a man who's Mark, obviously. But he was a disciple of Peter. He was being discipled by the disciple Peter, which was really neat. And Peter obviously was an eyewitness of many of the things that happened. And so Mark was able to write down and, and share some of these things. God used Mark, despite some of the difficulties that he had in his life, despite being a person who went through sometimes depression or breaking away from the group, God still used him as an ordinary person. Um, in the book of Mark, if you read through the whole thing, you're going to see a lot of the good, a lot of the bad, a lot of the ugly of the disciples. Um, the disciples were normal men that Jesus called. 
And so this book, if you read through Mark, is going to share about those type of people. But the focus of Mark is to tell the people in Rome that Jesus is the Son of God. And so that was very important. Another part of what Philippi shared was that the message that Jesus was sharing to people was that the kingdom of God had arrived and was close at hand. It's not something far away, but it's something close. And that was fantastic because Jesus was there. And another big point that Philippi shared is that God initiates things. He's not a passive God who created the universe and sits away far. He initiates. He's calling us. He's participating. And he wants us to be in a daily relationship with him. So that's what Philippi shared as we started looking at the word follow. Then Delton came and he shared with us uh, basically three things. Christ's authority, Christ's priority, and Christ's compassion. Okay? And out of his authority, we see this because Jesus was sharing in the synagogues and people were really uh, enthused about how he knew the scripture and how he was sharing that. He also showed his authority by commanding evil spirits to leave and also by healing people. So these were ways for which God sh or Christ showed his authority. It also showed Christ's priority, the things that Christ did often and how he did them in this order. He would spend time in prayer, spend time talking to his father, and then also he was focused on his mission of what he needed to do. He needed to go and preach, and so he was spending time going and preaching. Then Christ's compassion. We see Jesus as he looks out on people as he sees the needs of people and it moves him into emotion. And also he sees what sin has done in the world. He's seen that sin has broken hearts and he got indignant about that. And he wanted people to um, be saved. And so that's part of Christ's compassion. So let's look again at this uh, passage. Let's read again uh, from Mark. We're going to start at verse 14 there of chapter 1. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me. Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with hired men, and they followed him. It's interesting to see that some of these stories in Scripture are repeated in other books of the Bible. Um, but Mark is pretty concise here in how he shares this story. So we've looked at following, and we've looked at uh, Christ's uh, parts, his characteristics, and how he has transformed us. 
And today we get to put things into action. Today is when we talk about where the rubber meets the road. Fishing. It sounds like something uh, different than what we are used to as people living in an urban city. Um, what does it mean to go fishing for people? And I think that's part of what we're going to look at here is how this action fits into our daily lives. First, one of the first things that came to my mind was that this is probably a stinky business. If you've been around uh, fishing boats or gone out fishing, when the fish start to smell bad, it, it's bad. And obviously we're going to be dealing with people as we go out, as we minister, as we live lives. And you know that sometimes uh, relationships can have difficult times and difficult moments. But we need to face that. We need to know the order of the sequence of how things happen when we go fishing. We need to get the, the rod and the reel. We need to get the hook and the bait. We need to prepare what we're going to do. Um, sometimes we have to go out into a different place. We have to relocate from where we are to go to where the fish are. And so that's sort of some of the, the missionary call that we're going to have is to move out of where we are. But then we have to cast. We have to do the action of putting the rod and reel out into the water or throwing that net into the water. And so that's the part of the action that Christ is going to call us to today. But what God is doing here in this passage is Jesus is walking and he's calling to himself disciples. Okay? There's going to be different kinds of disciples and different kinds of people that we're going to come across who might be calling us. And so one thing we have to do is see who it is that we're going to follow we have to be careful about who we're listening to. And the Bible alerts us that we need to be careful. Turn with me to Matthew 7. We're going to jump around and look at a different scripture passages here today. Matthew 7, verse Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me. You evildoers. This is sort of a harsh verse when you come across it. Of people who are active and, and doing ministry. Or who are participating, uh, sharing about Jesus. And Jesus is going to have to say to them, I didn't know you. And that's because these are disciples who probably were not following Jesus. They were not following the master. They did not have their eyes on the one who... Uh, is the creator. They probably have their eyes on themselves. So we need to be careful that as we are following Christ, 
that he is our focus, that he is the one. And so as we, as we also encourage each other, let's make sure that the people that we're following are also following the true Lord. So how did the disciples learn to do what Jesus did? How did, how did I learn how to fish as a city boy who went to Canada to fish? I had to watch people. I had to see what they were doing. I had to start being active. I had to start putting on the bait and the hook. And so it's important that we follow people, that we're asking people to mentor us. It's important that we get people beside us that we can watch and, and learn. John 13, here's another good passage to remind us of this. If you'll turn to John 13. This is a part of the story right at Passover where Jesus has gathered his disciples for the Passover meal. Starting at verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. So what had happened here? Jesus had gathered his disciples. And he's the master. But what did he do? He knelt down and he washed each of the disciples' feet. Do you understand what I have done for you? He looked at them and said, You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash the feet of one another. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So here is a, a passage that's showing that Jesus set the example. Jesus did, and the disciples were watching, and said, now you go and do likewise. Um, we parents sometimes have that, you know, do as I say, um, and not as I do. Um, because sometimes we are, uh, as humans, we can fail. Jesus never fails. Amen? God never fails. And so it's important that we live what we preach. It's important that we're encouraging each other to follow what Jesus has told us to do. And so here's Jesus telling his disciples, go and do now what I have done for you. And so the disciples are being told to go and make disciples. And that's one of the things we encourage here at Calvary, is that we are disciple-making, making disciples. Um, these are probably things we've all heard before. And uh, there's a phrase uh, called, I'm preaching to the choir. Um, a lot of the things that I'm saying here are obvious. A lot of these things are things you've heard. But what we're doing is looking at scripture to encourage, encourage us to live this way. I am not up here as one who is perfect. Um, my family knows quite easily and clear that I have my failures. And uh, maybe some of you have even seen that. 
But it's important that we uh, are humble and that we learn from each other and encourage each other. The verse here in NIV, as we go back to Mark, says, Come follow me. This is verse 17, the key verse that we're looking at. And I will send you out to fish for people. That's what it says in the NIV. If you're one of the older generations like I am, and you memorized it in the King James Version or the New King James, um, he puts it in a different way. The translation says, I will make you fishers of men. And so we have to remember that who is going to go through this process needs to be transformed by Christ. We are not going to be making ourselves disciples it's Jesus who's going to make us into that disciple. So we need to be in the word. We need to be listening to God, listening to Jesus. And we need to put into practice this thing, the things that he has done. The use of fishing here, as we know in the Bible, there are lots of different uh, simple terms. We have a lot of references to shepherds and, and being uh, sheep. Um, and so this is a, a term, Jesus is talking to common people, and he's using this term of, of fishing. If Jesus is the one who makes us into disciples, he's also the one who's going to be moving the fish towards the bait. Have you ever seen a fisherman who is fishing and then talks to the fish, okay, and now move, and he makes that fish bite. Um, sometimes you might see on Instagram these funny videos of, of a boat going along and fish just jumping inside. That's not how it's going to happen when we are evangelizing, um, when we are out sharing. So who is making the fish bite? It's God. But the fishermen are out doing their part. They're doing their, their actions. So one of the things that we need to be doing as individuals and as a church is asking God to move the fish. Asking God to put fish onto the hook or into the net. In Matthew 9, there's that famous verse of praying for the Lord of the harvest to send workers out. He is the Lord of the harvest. He is the one who's in control, but he's asked us to participate. He's asked us to go out. Uh, turn to 1 Corinthians 3. Here's Paul writing. First Corinthians 3, and we're going to look at verse 5 through 7. After all, who is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. God has different people doing different tasks and doing different purposes. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, 
and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So this is a representation of how God has used each one of us as Christians with different talents and different gifts to be in different areas of the world, whether it be at home or at school or at work, wherever he's put you, he has a purpose. But it's all being worked out the way he wants to for his glory. Remember I said that this uh, story that we're reading in Mark also is told in other Gospels. So let's look at that as we look to Luke chapter 5. Luke, if you remember, is a doctor. And he's uh, very key on some details when he writes his, his book. And so here in Luke 5, we have the same story we heard in Mark, but with some more uh, detail. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. So here's the same story of Jesus coming along the seashore and calling the disciples to come and follow him. But we have this, this extra detail put into the story on this miracle of the catch of the fish. Imagine that you are a fisherman and you've been all night casting. You're on this side of the boat. Nothing, nothing coming in here. And then with Jesus, he says, cast on the other side. So how, how big of a difference is this? It's not a big difference. It's not like Jesus is, is making a whole big change. He's just saying, okay, fish, go over here now. Go over here. And so Jesus and the, or the disciples are, are casting over here. And they catch this huge amount of fish. Did the fishermen do anything different? No. What happened? It was Jesus and his action and it was his timing that made those fish go into that net. And it was for a purpose of teaching, not only for the fish to get caught, but teaching the disciples who has the authority. 
Some of us might be sharing the gospel with a friend, with a family member. And it's taking a long time for this person to accept or, or understand the truth. Don't give up. Understand that Jesus might have a different time for that person. He might be wanting to work inside of our lives to learn something. But keep praying. Be earnest in praying to the Lord that the harvest will happen, that that fish will move. When we go fishing for people, when we're telling people about Jesus, sometimes we can get a little scared. Um, we have a big man in this church who does an important job. And every end of the month, he encourages us to go out. Right, Jeremiah? To have faith over our fears. And uh, Larissa wanted to go one Sunday with some of her friends to do that. And I was like, I gotta go too. It's not something I do very often. To go walk on the street and talk to people. And so just like I had to face my fears. I had to say, God, you tell me to do this. You tell me to go and share about Jesus. So it was a fun experience. To go and, and walk, we walked in partners and we shared. But we would walk up to people and just ask them their questions about what they think God is. Uh, where would they go when they die? What heaven was to people? We'd just start conversations. But we had to take that step. We had to cast the net. We had to go. And so I encourage you, every end of the month, uh, be prepared. Come and see Jeremiah sometime about participating with that. But telling the story of Jesus, telling the story of who Jesus is in your life and what he has done is very important for us. In Romans 10, we have this famous passage. Uh, it says, how then can they call on the one who have not, they, they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And this is... Jesus uh, encouraging us that we need to be telling people. We need to take opportunities when we're in the taxi, when we're in the Uber, when we're in the elevator with our neighbors, when we're on the streets. We need to be telling people. Matthew 24, this was one of the verses that Thomas read to us right before he left and reminded us of our great commission. Why don't you turn there with me, Matthew 24. Remember I said that Philippi told us uh, that Jesus in his story here was talking about how the kingdom of God is at hand. It's getting closer. It's in the arm's reach. Matthew 24 at verse 9. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. You will be hated by all the nations because of me. This is that famous passage in Matthew talking about the end times. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will be betrayed and hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. 
And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So when is the end coming? When all nations have heard. When all people have been told. There is a time, if you're here today and you're hearing for the first time about Jesus, there's going to be a time when Jesus is going to say, okay, this is the end, no more. You've had your time to make a decision to follow me or not. And so we need to feel this urgency to tell people because Jesus is going to say, okay, this is judgment day if you've not made your decision now. And so it's urgent for us to be telling people about Christ wherever we are. So what is the story we have to tell people? We have to tell people about our sin, that we have failed. We need to tell people about how compassionate God is, that he loves us. We need to tell people that Jesus came and he died. The story that we need to tell people, it's not about us, it's about what Jesus has done. It's about what Jesus has done for us. And we know through scripture that this is a spiritual battle. We understand that our enemy is blinding people. He's not letting them understand truth. He's confused them about certain things in their lives so that they question and doubt. It's important that we tell people. Uh, it's also important that we ourselves equip ourselves with the spiritual warfare, putting on God's armor every day, walking in prayer, walking in the scripture. So one thing I read about uh, as I was preparing for this uh, is being prepared for the art of fishing. We need to understand that there are times it's, we're not going to have a reward. There are times when we share and people are not going to accept what we have to say. There are going to be times when people hate us and mock us and talk back to us. And we need to be prepared and ready for that. But we can't be afraid. Do you remember where it says here that Jesus saw the fishermen cleaning their nets? Why would a fisherman have to clean their nets? As they're casting out the net, they're going to be pulling in a lot of garbage. They're going to be pulling in a lot of dead fish. And they need to clean their nets so that the next time they throw it out, they'll be able to catch some good fish. So it's a little imagery there of not giving up, of being prepared. Sometimes we need to take a step back. We need to clean our net. We need to pray. We need to get together with a friend, and we need to be uh, ready to go out again and to talk to people. One more passage of scripture here, and then I'll be wrapping things up. Matthew 13. If you'll go with me into Matthew 13. Here's another parable about fishing. All the way down to verse 47, Matthew 13. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake, then caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. 
And then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but they threw away the bad ones. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There are good fish. There are fish who are going to follow Christ. There are fish who are going to accept. But God also made fish that are not going to accept. And these are bad fish. The fish that are going to get thrown into the fire. But let's go tell people about Jesus so that they can make their decision. So that they can have that moment where they've heard the truth. But that moment of final judgment is coming. You might say to me, Carrie, I'm, I'm scared. I, I, I don't enjoy walking up to people and talking to them. Or I, I haven't lived a good life. I'm not sure if, if people are, are, are going to, to accept me because they know how I used to live. Um, I don't feel like I'm, I'm able to speak. Uh, do I have to go to seminary first? And I want you to know that God calls common people. God calls us the way we are because he has a purpose for us. I saw a neat little video on Instagram I sent to my daughters to encourage them. It says, it says this. Do you remember who Jacob was? Jacob was a cheater. Do you remember David? David had an affair. Do you remember Noah? These are great people of the Bible. He got drunk. Do you remember Jonah? Jonah ran away from God. The Apostle Paul. He was a murderer. Miriam, close person with Jesus. She was a gossiper. Thomas. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah, Abraham's wife, she was impatient. Elijah, great big prophet, called down fire. He had a moment when he was depressed. Moses, he was a stutterer. Abraham, big patriarch, he was an old man. Lazarus, Lazarus died. But each one of these persons, God used in a special way to fulfill his calling. They were used to tell other people about Christ. So I want to encourage you guys today, as you think about, as we go out, as you think about talking to different people today, whether it's a friend, a family member, remember to tell them about the story of Jesus. So when Jesus walks by and he sees these commoners who are fishing, he says, come follow me. I've got a greater purpose for you. I work for a ministry called Comevi, Comunicações Evangelicas. And one of the things that we do is put uh, great Christian films into Portuguese. And I thought I'd close out with us watching a little moment of Jesus and what he did with the disciples. God's acceptance isn't about you or about what you must do. It is always about what I have done for him. You trust in God, trust also in me.
Don't be afraid. You're not alone in the struggle. I will be by your side. Nothing can separate you from my love. I will prepare a place for you in my father's house. And when it is the right time, I will come back in all my glory and take you to be with me. Marciano. He's a great, happy Jesus. I like that. So come and follow me. There are people here in this church who, excuse me, who love to disciple, who love to mentor. If you need somebody to walk by your side, ask one of the deacons. Um, Walter is a great person who's been discipling people, Walter Cercada. Um, Ellery Ban, he's loving to counsel people and be together with people. Some of you ladies, if you want a lady to walk beside you, um, I know Elaine loves to do that, and my wife Raquel. Okay, so don't do this by yourself. We have people here who want to help you and encourage you. But let's remember to go and tell people about Jesus. Tell his story so that the fish can jump into the net when God tells them to. But they need the net there in order to jump into it. <laughs>